0: How's everybody doing? And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, folks, friends, food, folks, and fun. It's Nick Flanagan Weekly. It's been a little while. I thought that the funnest way to do it would be by going live. Yes, that's right. I'm doing a live episode. uh, Unless you're listening to this, in which case it's not live. Also, I've noticed that, you know, when I go live and the platform I choose doesn't really feel that live not a ton of questions oh my god I have something in my teeth this is literally the worst case scenario I don't have anything in my teeth it's just a gap in my teeth I have a gap in my teeth Deal with it. Live with it. Love me. So, hi. It's been a while. It's been about a week. Thanks to everyone who listened to the um, Bo Martin episode. That was fun to do. Always nice talking to Bo. Always nice sharing my visits with friends. Today I'm alone. Uh, not figuratively, but uh, literally. And I have no one to talk to but myself here. You're listening to A podcast that is sometimes solo, and I appreciate that you listen to that. It's about a boy, come a man, a boy who is now a man who has done comedy all over, who's about to eat eggs for dinner, a man who was in Montreal last week. Montreal's an interesting place. Love going there. Got the game NHL 94 for $5 for Super Nintendo. That's called The Score. And I visited with my friends, and I talked about some exciting ideas that I hope to see realized. Wow. Did you ever want to hear an album like I might do for you soon? I hope so. Uh, My friend Andrew, we worked on songs for our band uh, Wrong Hole which has had various other wonderful participants in it. Um, But for now, it's Sandra and I. And uh, he came over to where I was staying and played guitar. And uh, I sang them. If you're on the Patreon, you know that I posted a link (laughs) to one of the songs. Um, Also, I should say thank you to Jason Sims for being part of the Patreon. Mike Long for being part of the Patreon. Andrew... Being part of the Patreon, and you of course can join if you want to at Patreon.com/slash/NickFlanagan, but you don't have to. But you can, and I'd really appreciate it uh, because you know I have a new webcam. Doesn't come cheap these new webcams. Today, I've got this week rut where every day I intend to get up early on Monday. Every, every Sunday I intend to get up early on Monday start my day off right exercise sort out the week what invariably winds up happening is I get up late I have a doctor's appointment I pretty much always do on Mondays so I rush over to that By the time I'm home at like 3 or 4 there's no time to do anything That's the reality of most of my Mondays. So, what to do? What do I do? Do I strive to be better? Do I accept who I am? This this is the question I have. Am I just someone who will get up at 11 and have a day starting at 11 Or am I someone who, like I did on Saturday, should get up at 7 and by the time 4 p.m. rolls around, you go, what the heck? It's been the longest day of all time. I love it. That's what I want to be. You know, I'm doing comedy tonight. I was co-hosting a uh, comedy talk show called, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, Some kind of open mic, but it's a talk show. Host thing. People invented it in New York and, um, Everardo Ramirez is doing it here in Toronto and I am co hosting it. So that'll be fun. But yeah, if I can get up early, I feel like all of these issues will come into play. And really, I'm also kind of understanding that to some extent, I don't actually have any real reason that I need to have a Garfield style Monday. I do so much uh, self-care type of things on a Monday that I wonder if that's what I should really make my Monday. Monday is the day I get the massage. Monday is the day I do extra meditations. Monday is psychiatrist day for me. Monday is goal-setting day with a friend for me. Maybe Monday is gym day. Monday's the day when you start to make sure that you're going to hit your weak step goal. What do any of these things mean? If you had asked me at age 20 all this stuff, I would have said, wait, you're telling me 19 years later, you have no idea. Uh, So you're still here and the house, living at 39. In the same house, different room that I'm in right now at 20. And you're just seeing more medical professionals? That's the advancement you've made? Oh no, that's what I would have said at 20. I don't think I could even express myself on that level at 20. I don't remember even thinking, oh no, at 20. At 20, I was just like, I'm so glad Rushmore came out girls might like me. I kind of look like Rushmore. Now, nobody wants to look like Rushmore. Uh, anyway, I'll figure all of that out, and if you're going through anything like that, I'd love to know how you sorted it out. I have lists upon lists now. I'm, uh, I got stickies, sticky paper on my desk, I got a, a whiteboard, I got a calendar, on the wall so I can know the date. I got second whiteboard coming soon, day planner. And this might seem like overkill. That's something they say when they're telling people to get organized for ADHD related stuff. Don't overdo it. Just get one singular thing. But honestly, surrounding myself with this to do stuff is keeping me a bit more organized. The main thing for me is just, you know, not getting up at 11. Or if I do get up at 11, treating it like an eight-hour day that ends at, I don't know, seven. But I'm recording this in the dinner hour, and uh, it's more like a I'm like the first hour of my work there. But yeah, the other thing is if you can team up with someone who's going through the same stuff as you, it could be good to just go over what the issues are, and people can make suggestions, and we can encourage each other. Um, That's just a big part of how I'm living my life these days. Um, And all these people I'm I'm having these sort of happy back and forths with, they're not like old friends of mine. They're new people, which is so cool. Because whether or not I've been a part of or not a part of a community, uh, over time I've I've often felt excluded. And as I was saying today to somebody, uh, I would say the two things that worry me the most are, that set me off the most are, um, not feeling as good as other people and like I'll be left behind and, um, not feeling understood. And, You know, when you're talking to people who have the same problems as you and also can feel a bit behind, that basically makes you feel like you're not behind these people and they're all going through the same thing at the same time, or at least forever almost, because you, want, you all want to get into the world and adapt. And um, sharing that plight audibly, sharing that plight, saying those words and having someone there to hear it and say, wow, that's me too is incredible. And the other thing about not being understood does relate to that too. And um, it's amazing because I intentionally almost I don't know as you can hear from the way I'm talking today it's like it is hard sometimes for me to get out of my head and articulate things in the way that I wish I could. But things like this podcast and sitting down and explaining to yourself and having grateful or understanding people in your life. Um, they go a long way to make that feel better. And I, you know, I, I'm at a year now of being back in Toronto after being in LA for, for two or three years. And, um, it's, it's a lot. Uh, think to think about. I that a year later, quite a few things have not fallen totally into place. But the effort to improve, stabilize, feel better, focus on balancing my own life, and the needs of others, um, that has improved. And I, I guess I'm learning that sometimes things are very gradual, and sometimes you can say completely unfunny stuff for about 13 minutes, and that's okay, as long as there's a big fart joke at the end, which there won't be. Because I've had my Bino today. Look up Bino. But yeah, I, I just feel, compared to how I mentally was doing one year ago, that I'm doing far better now. Um, give me one moment. I'll be right back. Hey. yeah that's right I just told my mom I'd be eating dinner soon anyway one year later and, and here I am uh, grateful still a little scared uh, still feeling a little bit like I don't even understand myself Uh, maybe feeling more Understanding of myself than I've ever felt. Working towards feeling compassionate towards myself, and it's taking a long way to go. And grateful. What am I grateful for? Let me tell you. Veggie options. Very grateful for veggie options. Back in the day, boiled potatoes, boiled Greens, boiled, boiled, boiled. That was all we had. Now, over there at A&W, you get that weird meatless thing. I'm never going to eat that. But just the fact I can go to any restaurant and say, give me the vegan thing, the vegetarian thing. Seven out of ten times, they'll give you something, it'll be good. I had a very nice person who was away for a long time, who I spent all weekend with. Make me some delicious vegetarian food this weekend. I can't believe people are still making fun of vegans and vegetarians. Based on the food they're making, they can make fun of the self-righteousness, even though I've basically never experienced that. But the food at this point is awesome. So vegetarian options, better than ever. So grateful. And I'm not even vegetarian. I'm just glad. I'm also grateful for any food. There's more food than ever in terms of types. And the chance to eat is a lucky thing. And I get to eat. So thank you, food. I'm so grateful for your nourishing, delicious taste. Finally... And most importantly, relating to what I said I need the most is I appreciate understanding. Understanding people, people who strive to understand. Partly because I feel like I've had problems with this in the past, even though I crave understanding. I don't know if I've actually given it. But the people in my life who are understanding, empathetic, and encouraging, are amazing to me. And I'm so thankful for them on. saw so a tweet today on the Twitter, which I try to stay away from. The Twitter is bad. But it was like... It was like, if you say you're an empath, you're like a psychotic creep who's very selfish. And it put me on the side of empaths. When people call themselves empaths. Which is, let me just say... I, when I first heard here, when I hear people call themselves empaths, yeah, all of my alarm bells go off. Every single one of them. And I have an alarm bell on my forehead, in both ears, I got an alarm bell in my uh, back tooth, on the right-hand side, alarm bells in both my nostrils, they all go off. Ding, 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 ding. And I'm like, ah, stop the noise. And have to run away from the empath. But I jokingly or I shouldn't say I'm jokingly turned off. I then understand that me doubting the existence of something, me refuting someone's words, who cares? I don't know if these people are selfish. I don't know why they're calling themselves empaths. Maybe they're just Hurt people who are trying to figure out why they uh are in feel in pain all the time, you know, yeah, maybe they're manipulative, generally, people who are manipulative have their own deep seated horrible thing that you don 't need to be around. trust me, trust me, but you <laughs> Everyone is just using words like manipulative or toxic as um, stand-ins for words like evil. And it goes against the idea behind those words, which is that just because people might be unsafe, they might not be healthy for you, but they might even be intentionally trying to do harm, but there's like... 90% chance it is for self-protection. And why is it for self-protection? Nobody wants to know because these are people who do bad things. But not all of them are people who call themselves empaths. They just might have been people who read the wrong book at the wrong time. Or a right book. I don't even know if empaths do or don't exist, but to me it sounds like you know, Morgellons disease. Look it up. Look up Morgellons. Look up Morgellons disease plus Joni Mitchell. You'll find a lot of things out. Last thing. Because I gotta go. Game of Thrones. I'd like to do a more thorough recap of the last two episodes. Maybe I'll do one on the Patreon for uh, uh but I loved the battle episode. I thought that was awesome. I didn't think it was like the greatest television in the world. I mean, I thought in some ways it was close to it, but in terms of action in terms of scope, and then the last episode felt very stitched together, rudimentary, functional with some dumb dialogue and choices with him. And the first episode of the season felt a little bit like that too. But that being said, we're in a different type of show with Game of Thrones now, where they're so far from the source material, they're just doing their best to wrap the thing up. And this, it, they've simplified everything. They're speeding everything up. And that's where we're at. And if you hate that, great. Great. But I am accepting that and I'm dealing with it. And I'm looking forward to being done with the show, but I'm looking forward to the ending of the show. And I'm. So if you're complaining right now, it's like, chill out. I know there was a Starbucks cup in the last episode. <laughs> I didn't notice it. I didn't notice it. Uh, it wasn't that dark a scene either. Talk about how dark the scenes are normally. This wasn't even that dark a scene. But I did not notice. But yeah, I mean, complain about whatever you want. It's just that I just think Game of Thrones is, at this point, why bother complaining? It's not going on total tangents. A lot of it has to do with the fact that we feel in control of characters we like, but we also feel like we have faith in the people running something to do something that you, we will agree with entirely. It makes sense to us. And it's like, we're nowhere near the planning of these shows. We're nowhere near the discussions that go in. We have no control. So be happy with what it is, you know, no spoilers right now. All right. I'm having a lot of fun here, but I've got to say, goodbye, good day, I hope your week is lovely, enjoy yourselves, it's later than you think. Thank you for listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly, and if you'd like to support us, please subscribe, rate, go to patreon.com slash nickflanagan, go to paypal.me slash Weekly. I'll put up a budget at some point explaining the kinds of things I'll be paying for. But if you are already a patron, thank you very much. And if you're not, don't worry about it. But consider it. Okay. Bye. Thanks. Nick Flanagan Weekly. Nick Flanagan Weekly.